Now you will know, or maybe you will not know, that the fourth Sabbath of August every year since 2002 has been called End It Now. It started called as uh, Abuse Emphasis or Abuse Awareness with Women's Ministries, but then it, they changed it to End It Now Emphasis. So today, it falls today on the 24th of August 2019, and the message that they have chosen or the title that has been chosen to share with the church worldwide today is God's path to resilience. Now you will notice that in the children's story, resilience came up. That is the topic for the day. God's path to resilience, religion as a protector. That is what is the title. Now I have used part of the sermon that is there and I've used my own material so it's integrated between what has been suggested and my own things as well. But I would like to just add to the title, God's path to resilience, religion as a protector. I add religion as security, as an anchor, as a stabilizer, as confidence, as purpose, as meaning. And I clarify, when we talk about religion, we are not talking about the way that the world understands religion. Religion is very unpopular in the world today. But we are, talking up, no, we are not talking about a dry, routine, lifeless, and tradition-based, finger-pointing, self-righteous, and ticking-the-box exercise. We are talking about religion as a living, exhilarating, and all-life-transforming experience and relationship with God. And I repeat the title, God's Path to Resilience, Religion as a Protector. Shall we pray? Father, we come to you this afternoon. We thank you for the privilege to meet your, to come and, and meet with us. And we pray that you may speak to your sons and your daughters. And Lord Christ may be clearly seen in everything that is said this afternoon. In your name we pray, amen. While this day's emphasis normally is only on abuse, this year the focus is wider. So it covers different difficult life experiences that everybody goes through, whether we are children or whether we are adults, but experiences that can leave a scar in our life. God is our healer and our helper in every pain and trial that we face. He has given us some doctors, he's given us counselors, friends, family members, including church members, to walk with us through the healing process of what we experience in life. As I thought about the concept of resilience, I thought about my own life, and I thought of our life for with me and my husband and even our children in particular. We are parents of two young adults. Our oldest child is 22 years old. She finished university. She's working now. And the second one is 20 years old, still to, one more year to finish as a young man. I wondered how Eric and I have exemplified resilience when we were bringing up our children. I have no doubt that 
through life we experienced so many difficult circumstances as a family. But I wondered whether we actually intentionally spelled out the fact of being resilient. And I've often said that if I could turn back the hands of time, one thing that I would intentionally teach my children is to be resilient. Because as you know, and you will agree with me, life happens to everybody. Now, what is it in the human psyche that gives us the ability to rebound or bounce back from major challenges? The answer is resilience. The good news is that the God path that God has given us to resilience can be learned by each and every one of us. People need to feel hopeful and useful. Usefulness and hope, they are very important aspects, God-given tendencies. And as we experience traumatic events in life, we, through the help of God, can learn to adapt to the new normal with flexibility and adaptability. But first, let's try to answer the question, what is resilience? The children's story talked about it a little bit. It's experiencing trauma and then bouncing back. The Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary has got two definitions. One of them says, the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused by especially compressive stress. So for example, a woman after being pregnant, her body returns to what it was before. The second definition says, it is the ability to recover from or adjust easily, not the word easily, to misfortune or change. This kind of resilience is the process of adapting well. Not that people do not adapt, but adapting well. When faced with traumatic events, such as adversity, trauma, tragedy, and threats, or other kind of stress. One pastor has noticed that people may not return to the original form, but to a finer form, or sometimes even a lesser form. But at least there's this amazing ability to come back again after being bent, compressed, or stretched. Some examples of life experience that can cause significant stress and trauma are domestic abuse, being victims of crime, for example, rape or assault, natural disasters, fire, terrorism, war, persecution, sudden death of a loved one, the betrayal of a spouse, or even the diagnosis of a terminal illness. Some of these may seem a bit far removed from some people, but they are life experiences that everybody in this world has gone through in one way or another. When trauma occurs in our life, the wounds leave psychological scars behind, and traumatic events can also produce emotional and physical pain for a long time. And certain triggers can cause victims to relieve the episodes of the experience. The, the process of healing may not be quick, but when we are healed, we are able to remember the experience without experiencing pain or fear. How do we as Christians understand resilience? We notice that when we go through a traumatic event, we can ask God that, what are you teaching me through this? What lessons do I need to learn through this? How can I grow from this experience? And then God provides a path of resilience for us. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, 
We read stories of people who face lots of difficulties. And then, through the help of God, they become courageous through the trauma. And throughout history, this experience has been replicated in humanity. And you will note that resilience is not a personality trait. It's not like being introverted or being extroverted or being a sanguine for those of you who are familiar with these terms. Resilience is something that all of us can learn. It's something that all of us can develop with the help of God and the support systems that he has put in place for us to use. Sometimes tragic events occur in life because of wrong choices that we have made. For example, Joseph in the Bible, Jacob, sorry, faces his brother Esau while carrying the guilt of stealing a birthright. Other times, however, a person doesn't even need to make a wrong choice. We live in a world that is troubled and that is sinful. And as a result, we can become victims of trauma when we haven't actually walked into that particular situation alone. Give, for example, Paul in the Bible. He didn't make a wrong choice in choosing to be an evangelist and a missionary for God. Yet, throughout his ministry, he experienced trauma, abuse, persecution many, many times. And his resilience is evident when he writes the memorable words which, which we had as our scripture reading, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. This attitude may seem unnatural, and it may seem supernatural. But remember, this morning or this afternoon, resilience is ordinary, not extraordinary. It is available for every single one of us to develop it through the help and power of God. The very living of life and the upheaval of living conditions and the emotional factors of constant turmoil in our relationships, financial anxiety, health issues, they all produce significant stress in our life. You see that sometimes we, are, we constantly go through uncertainty, fear, hurt, anxiety, and pain. I love young people, and I know that young people this particular time of Earth's history are going through a very difficult experience, just trying to stay sober and sane and survive the pressures that are on them. But even as adults, we have our own challenges and situations. But we are saying again that it's not an extraordinary thing. It is an ordinary thing that we can all adopt with the help of God. Our mastery of resilience is related to how we handle significant sources of stress and what our support system looks like. I repeat that. How do we handle significant sources of stress and what support system have we got to help us doing that? Research tells us that being surrounded by supportive relationships within the family and outside the family is a primary factor, one of the primary factors for developing resilience. Relationships that create love and trust, that provide role models, and that offer encouragement and reassurance help bolster a person's resilience. And have you ever considered if Jesus is the most important person 
in your support network? Have you ever thought about that? When you experience traumatic events in life, where does your mind naturally gravitate to? God provides a path of resilience for us with spiritual strategies. If we remain open to his counsel, we will experience more positive results in developing resilience. And with his wisdom, we can emerge from suffering with renewed strength and purpose. You can develop you cannot develop resilience in the religious realm without understanding how God feels about you. This is a topic I am personally very passionate about. You must understand how God feels about you as an individual. You are one in 7.7 .7 billion people in the whole world. In the whole world, there is nobody that is like you. God loves you with a unique love that is only for you. And that love is everlasting. He redeems you by his blood. He names you as his heir. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he covers you with a robe of his righteousness so that you are able to love, to forgive, and to bounce back in his strength. His love provides stability, confidence, purpose, and a desire to live and to love like Jesus. One preacher identifies some spiritual lifestyle practices that Jesus had that can help us as well to develop resilience. And these are having a clear purpose, forgiving the people who hurt you. We don't have time today to go into the, the ins and outs of each of these, but just make note of them. Having a clear purpose, forgiving people who hurt you, practicing self-control, and moving on, letting go, and moving on with life. Abusive experiences, no matter how difficult, do not have to keep us chained in darkness. When God is with us, no matter how difficult life experiences may be and how dark the path may be, his light provides a hope that can allow us to sing with David. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that you are with me. I will fear no evil because you are with me. We are now going to look at one example from the Bible. There are so many examples we can pick, but I picked the example only of David. A little bit about his story. One thing I love about the Bible is that it doesn't sugarcoat the experiences of Bible characters. It tells you things as they were. And you will see in the story of uh, David and many others in the Bible that we learn that as they, they were broken people and as they made choices for allowing God to work in their lives, we can also identify with their experiences and learn something from them. Now, if you open your Bibles to 2 Samuel 18, verse 33, you're going to notice, or you will read, I'll read to you, a verse which just gives you the vivid emotions that David had in, during one of the most traumatic events of his life. 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 33. This is what it says. The king was shaken. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, Oh, my son, 
Absalom. My son, my son, Absalom. If only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Now, some of you may relate to the experience of having so much pain in your heart that you cry to this kind of depth, or you may not have. But if you know the life of David in the Bible, you will know that it's a life that was full of trauma. And for example, in this particular case, Absalom, his son, leads a rebellion against his own father, David, and then he dies at the hand of David's soldiers. Other events that happened in David's life is Amnon, David's son, rapes Tamar, David's daughter, which causes Absalom, another one of David's son, to kill Amnon in revenge. There was so much, it was a dysfunctional family, and there was so much trauma that was happening. How did David manage through all of these tragic life or death situations to keep calm and carry on? You've seen that, isn't it? Keep calm and carry on. How did he manage that? It's because God provided a path to resilience for him. One pastor tells us that resilience is a daily habit. And some of the habits this pastor describes can be seen in the life of David. A lifestyle, a choice. You persevere because your life purpose is to keep your eyes focused and fixed on Jesus Christ. Resilient people take charge of their lives and stop making excuses. Resilient people forgive people, other people who have offended them, and they press on without making excuses or explaining things away. Resilient people also see reality and know that keeping positive keeps them going. And resilient people live healthier lives emotionally and physically. There's a research that is called Kostler's Research, and it identifies that there are some positive health outcomes that result from being resilient. It can actually make you healthy. And the research was done even with cancer patients, and it showed that their immunity or their immunity system cells were boosted by just being resilient. And, they, and even the, um, the patients who had a marrow transplant, you, they, they had more favorable mortality rates by being resilient, by being positive, by forgiving, by moving forward, by letting go, and by having a supportive network around them to help them survive the traumatic events of life. And that is how David learns to using these kind of strategies as well, to remain fixed on God and to not lose himself. He knew that um, the inner darkness that he experienced, which all of us may have done from time to time, actually could completely disturb his life. But there's a beautiful verse in the Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, and it says, but David encouraged and strengthened himself in Jehovah, his God. You can do the same. I can do the same through the traumatic events that happen in our life, no matter what they look like. The book of Psalms gives us so many examples when David faces his troubles and finds comfort and strength 
within God, by talking to God about them, by maintaining a positive attitude, by trusting in God, by praising. Praise is another weapon that God has given us that can actually counter the negative things that happen in our life. And by worshiping God and remembering his sovereign regardless of our situations. It has been said that difficulty can either make you or break you. After all the problems that David experienced, he is not broken. He came out strong. And to our present day, he is honored as the most notable king of Israel and considered as a model of a man after God's own heart, something we can all achieve. I would like to now bring in a personal experience or a family experience that happened to us when we had to also exhibit resilience. Outside the Bible, I know that every time you say testimony, you know, we can come up, we can spend the whole week here sharing our experiences about how God has intervened in our life. For us, we have had a lot of our own issues, but this particular one is one that I thought I can share this morning, this afternoon. It was 2010, and it started like a normal day. Our son had just celebrated his 11th birthday the day before, and the Monday evening carried on as normal. And then it happened. Bush, just like that. Now, I had heard how the devil can come and ambush your life, but had never experienced it in a way like it happened that particular time or anything of that sort. The shock of the event, I'm not going to tell you actually what happened, but the shock of it triggered an underlying health problem that I hadn't had in over five years. I took sick leave. I cried during the day when the children were at school, and I cried myself to sleep at night. I could not believe what was happening. It felt like we were in a nightmare experience, and we were going to wake up from it. But it wasn't a nightmare. It was real life, and we hadn't yet, time wasn't yet there for us to wake up. The ambush, as I call it, happened in March, and we did not know that it would last a good eight months before it would get resolved. In the interim, we prayed, we claimed scripture, we asked our close friends, our prayer partners, our family to pray for us, and they did so faithfully without knowing exactly what it is that they were taking to God. We, a month before this happened, our daughter had suggested that we study the book of Psalms, and we, we didn't realize it then, but it was a divinely inspired move, because throughout the period of this traumatic event, we were drinking from the book of Psalms as if it had been birthed in our own souls. And as the what-ifs engulfed us and the fear engulfed us, and we faced a situation that threatened our existence as we knew life at that moment, the book of Psalms offered so much hope, so much comfort, so much assurance, and so much encouragement. Remember many times we would read with the children. The children knew that we are going, the family is going through something traumatic, but they didn't know the details. And Eric and I would look at each other after reading a psalm during worship and would say, wow, this sounds like God has specially given us this message just to encourage us. But we knew that one way or another, God had allowed this for a particular reason. And the, the scripture, Romans 8 verse 28, gave us a lot of hope. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him 
who are called according to the purpose. And so, five months into the ordeal, God gave me a dream that clearly told me that the issue has been resol resolved, but it was going to be another three months before it was finally closed. And yes, it closed with a big bang. We don't have the time and the space for us to detail exactly what happened, but it was such a beautiful demonstration of the power of God. And what he did, one of the ways that God speaks and demonstrates his power is through the timing of events. The event happened on Monday and Tuesday, 21st to 22nd of March, and it was resolved on Monday and Tuesday, 21st to 22nd of November. We had no, there's nobody who could have timed it that way. We knew the one who has been walking beside us is the one who has fought this battle for us. A lot of lessons came out of it for us, but one of the most important things is that God gave us a way to learn to be resilient using spiritual strategies. We were sustained and were upheld. We found peace through reciting and memorizing scripture promises. We found support in a caring community of family and friends. And as we communed with God on our own and as a family, we found a lot of strength. And yes, bounce back, we did, in the power and in the help of God. In conclusion, we've talked of only a little bit about David and I've shared our own experience. But just to <clears throat> say there are a lot of Bible stories and other stories which are outside the Bible, including all of you. Heaven is going to be full of stories from biblical characters and non-biblical characters about how the help of God and the strength of God took them through the life traumatic events. And we are going to share about how we witnessed the power of God working in and through us. You yourself at this time may be going through a difficult time, maybe in your health, maybe in your life, maybe in your family, work, relationships. Only you know, God, God knows, and you know what you could be experiencing. Maybe you have had some trauma in your life, some serious situations, maybe past or present, or maybe fear for the future. But remember that God can reach out to you. He can bless you and he can use you and can reach you and also use you to reach out to other people that are experiencing traumas. And we can say with David in Psalm chapter 91 verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. May God bless each and every one of us today as we allow him to work through our troubles and to solve our painful and difficult situations. May he give us wisdom. May he give us resilience as individuals, as families, and as a church, not just Plymouth Church, but as the Adventist Church, to sail through our difficulties and our challenges and use his path and weapons to resilience. Amen.